0: Hey there welcome back to season eight episode one of the empowered agency podcast i am your host kate all this is the podcast for service providers vas and agency owners looking to create their ideal agency each season is broken down into 10 episodes 15 minutes or less every sunday i do want to remind you of a few things before we dive into today's episode one this is season eight and each episode or each season like i said is broken down into 10 episodes. I don't know if season eight will have 10, but we'll see. Number two, you can book a call with me anytime. If you are struggling with a part of your business, you just need somebody to to consult with. If you scroll down below in your podcast app, just book a call with me. It's a strategy call. Yes, it's paid, but it's one hour. It's a real time for you just to be able to pick my brain, ask me any questions, and I can help you get over the hump. Also, I'm going to be talking about Agency Live, which is an event that my friend Tasha Booth hosts. I was able to speak there last year, which is part of what is inside this particular episode. It's in New Mexico, and it was a great way to connect with other agency owners of all different types of agencies, get some ideas, inspiration for your business, and really take a moment to reflect. So if you're interested in going to that next October, click the link below to purchase. I think any time we can gather together as agency owners, it is just so powerful. And that is a dream of mine as well. I would love to have a weekend retreat for agency owners at some point in the near future. And so if that's something you're interested in, you can email me hello at kateall.com. All right, so I am going to share in this first episode an agency talk that I gave their Agency Live called Overcoming Failure. And this talk was probably the most vulnerable and the most candid I've been about the journey of agency ownership over 2022 and 2023. And here's what I want you to take away from today or this episode, that you're resilient, you're given ideas, and you will know when it is time to either change, pivot, or throw in the towel. With that, I'm going to read to you Agency Live, which is modeled as a letter to agency owners. It's really me speaking to you, as I was speaking to the particular owners in the room, about what it really has been like to own an agency. Let's dive in. Failure. It is the one concept that fills our Instagram feeds with inspirational quotes, our audible credits filled up with books on how to overcome it, and people giving us their ideas as to how to move past it. But no amount of preparation will prepare you for the moment failure gut punches you, the moment you realize you're in deep and suddenly all the quotes are forgotten. In reflecting on this talk about failure, I took into consideration my 10 years of agency experience, what failure has meant to me, and more importantly, what failure can and will mean to you. Instead of giving you five key things you can do to avoid failure, or what you can do to find yourself, or what you can do when you find yourself in the midst of it, I thought it better to write you a letter. Whether you're risk-averse or ready to jump all in on the risk, whether you're a quick start or a fact finder, we all confront failure and it is deeply personal in how it impacts us. What I'm about to tell you is meant to inspire, encourage, and lift up instead of add something to your ever-increasing to-do list. That in the moment when failure comes knocking, you'll know what you want to do because it's what you want to do. Not me, not that Instagram meme. There are no slides, no fancy bullets, just you stopping, taking a moment to breathe and reflect on why you won't give up. Why you don't plan on throwing in the towel today, or what will stop you from giving up in the midst of pain and feeling like a failure. That your determination, your gifting, your strengths, and ultimately your why are what determine the longevity of your business. And at the, at the end of the day, if you decide to shut down your business at some point, it's on your terms and not defeat from failure. That you can stand proudly before anyone and tell your story. The story of how you started, built, and scaled an agency to what you wanted. So let me begin my letter to you agency owner. I'm an Enneagram 3 hyperachiever and a child who will do anything and everything to be successful when I was a kid. Whether it's loading the dishwasher at night at record speed, crushing the TSA pre-check, or building the largest Pinterest agency, I will steer headlong into the challenge and consider it my job to crush it. Driving into this oncoming traffic, I so blindly thought I could defeat anything I came face to face with. But in December of last year, my weakness as an agency owner was exposed. I falsely believed that I could orchestrate this beautiful business. It would never fail. That if I kept all the plates spinning, if I did it right by all the industry gurus, I would win. Win against who, you ask? Me. I would win against me. I would prove to me that I could build it while I flew it. And you all know what that's like. And I could do it all gracefully while managing a family, marriage, foster parenting, and deep grief and pain. Nothing, literally nothing was going to take me down except me. In December of 2022, I came home from a morning workout class and gripped my chest feeling like I was having a heart attack. I knew it was panic. I dropped to the floor crying, hyperventilating, and literally crumbling under the weight of it all. I had not told my husband. I had not told anyone that my beautifully curated house was crumbling, and I didn't know what to do. I felt like the oncoming cars were crushing me like a never-ending game of Frogger. Starting in July of 2022, we had started to see a steady decline in clients, but thinking that things would turn around, I did not adjust my budget. I played the duck and roll game, avoiding those cars as long as I could. And in December, I looked at my bank account and I couldn't believe my eyes. What was missing? Had I changed my services too soon? Was I charging too much, too little? Was my team too much? Was this just something that was going to happen for a short time, long term? How would I pay my team? How could I pay myself? Was this the end? Was I a fraud this whole time and this downturn is helping me see the reality of what I was ignoring for so long? Not only were these questions rapidly firing in my head that morning on the floor, but they had been plaguing me day and night. What? a failure I am. The shame of it all was gripping to the point where I did have a fleeting thought. Maybe this life might not be worth living. Thankfully, my heart bumped up against that thought and put it right back in check where it was needed to be. How could I not see this coming? I interrogated myself like a lawyer hammering a witness, waiting to find the glitch in her story, knowing full well that if I dug deep, I would truly find a fraud. She was there in plain sight. You are never a business owner. This was all a stroke of luck and your luck has run dry. Close up shop, burn it all down. It's over. I picked myself up off the floor and called my dearest friend sobbing, telling her I did not know what to do. She had wisely told me about creating contingency plans earlier in the year that I didn't do. But still, she spoke words of life to me, helped me see grace and rallied to bring the tools I needed to pull myself up off that floor. While sitting in my sadness declaring my business dead, a group of people said and did things for me that forever changed the way I see hard things that most people would call failure. Those people are first my team. I humbly wrote them with honesty and transparency, telling them the truth about how we were struggling as a company, that hours had to be cut and we had to let some people go. I asked for volunteers to cut hours for the quarter. Not only did they eagerly rally to support the company, but they all cut their hours to the exact number we needed. And they showed care, love, support, and grace. Their words were a balm to my wounded soul. How could employees care this much about my company? I didn't know how, but I knew they did. And it motivated me even more to build back the company. The second group was my business friends. I joined a group called Entrepreneurs Organization back in April of 21, They told me about getting a line of credit and I dismissed it because to me that felt like the ultimate failure. Asking the bank for money? How could I do that? But just when I was about to get on the phone with the bank, my friend Alan called me and told me exactly what to say. I was approved for a line of credit and it was just the move I needed to let some air out of my panic-filled balloon. The clouds were starting to part. Then right before the end of the year, I sat with a dear friend who reminded me that this is business. It's how it works. Every business owner goes through this, the construction company, the nail salon, the hairdresser. It's not an up and to the right graph forever. It has to course correct. And that's not always because you're doing something wrong. The graph trajectory is not a reflection of your worth. It's part of the maturity process. You can either let it shut you down or you can ride the wave of ownership, knowing that you have the tools community, and feedback to know when it's time to truly close your doors. The final investment came from my husband while we were at dinner. Continuing to wallow in my failure and feel as though I had missed everything up, I told him, well, I might as well close my doors. And he looked at me and said, well, how much do you make in revenue? I told him. He said, why would you give all that up to lay off 20 people and close the door because you had a downturn? My own pride had ultimately blinded me to see what was truly happening. It wasn't the end. It was a moment of learning, growth, development, and strength training. As we often do when we go through hard things, we take away lessons. We look back and ask ourselves, what went wrong? What went right? What can I learn from this? How can I fail forward? So here are the few mistakes that I made that I have learned from. Mistake number one, my expectations. My false beliefs and expectations for myself were much higher than anyone should ever put on themselves. I expected 110% success at all times, not necessarily perfection, but to achieve the goal set out before me. No grace and nothing but an angry coach in my head yelling constantly, do more, be more, get better. I know the narrative of manifesting greatness and believing in good things, and I'm not opposed to that but it goes a step too far when you have an inability to step back and give yourself a hot second to breathe. There is no manifesting anything in that moment besides a breakdown. Not only did the expectations in my head contribute to this, but so did the stories on Instagram. Success or those who appeared successful. I think in all those beautiful pictures, I just assumed their graphs were up and to the right. I was the only one with a downturn. No one was talking about how hard things were. Pandemic followed by recession. No one had done this before. While in a mastermind call in that horrible December, I listened to 20 other agency owners share that after July, their business began to crumble. That they wished they had held on to cash instead of spending what they had started to see. Spending when they started to see a decline. It wasn't just me. Misery does love company. And while I am not willing or going to celebrate anyone else's misery... There was comfort in knowing it wasn't just me. My rigid posture started to soften a bit and I began to tell the angry coach in my head to simmer down. It's okay to push me to do better and be better, but we're done with the yelling. This business gig is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Stop running so fast. Slow down, take a deep breath, and know that it's going to be okay. I went back and reminded myself of my core values and the goals I had for my team when I started this business. That it wasn't just about me or my success, but it was about their success too. I set my own pace for growth based on numbers and data, not my gut or someone else's Instagram ad. My benchmarks are my own and no one else's. Mistake number two, a lack of understanding as to how I am uniquely wired. I needed to get in touch with me, who I am as a human How I'm uniquely made, gifted, equipped with skills, my story, my business, and my leadership has my own thumbprint. No one else's. I was always growing someone else's business in my head and chasing their success, not mine. I have origin stories and things that are hard for my childhood, just as you do too. They shape us, create our ways of coping. I'm a fact finder. I'm risk averse. Instead of feeling like there's something wrong with me, I can see who I am and appropriately challenge myself to move just a bit outside my comfort zone one day at a time plus i invested in therapy there's nothing like a good counselor to help you see the broken parts and put them back together again mistake number three i ignored the signs i miss mary sunshine i always will be glass half full and sometimes border on toxic positivity that did not serve me well when my company was going through its biggest crisis to date i buried my head in the sand because i didn't want to see the full reality of what was happening If I could just will it to be awesome, it would. So with one eye open, I braced for the blow each month leading up to December until the whole thing took me out. I now no longer ignore the signs and I force myself each month to get really, really clear on the numbers and what the trajectory is three to six months out. It grounds me. It helps me see the signs more clearly. As I finish up this letter to you, I want you to go back and remember why you started your business. For some, it was intentional. For others like me, it was an accident. Regardless, something pushed you to buy the domain, get the LLC, and put up your open sign. This will be your reason when things get hard, when the pressure says you're failing, that the hope of something great is lingering there, even in the pain of tears and panic attacks, that you know you're meant to do this thing. That you're built for it and whatever higher power you follow will show you clearly when it's time to move the sign from open to closed. And it is not going to be because failure beat you down. It's because when it's time to close up shop, it's on your terms. Whether it's realizing you're not a good fit, you're tired, or you're just ready to move on to something else, you'll know. And you'll be successful for choosing this new path and new direction. Kind regards, Kate.